It's time for a TF52 flashback. Look, sooner or later you're going to come to the realization that no matter what we do, nothing, it won't get better. You could live in your fairyland and think that, oh yeah, things are going to get better when we do this or when we vote this person in or when we, when we do that or blah, blah, blah. It's, it doesn't get better. And again, I'm not going by what I think will happen. I'm going by what I've seen what happened, you know, in the past. All right, well, let, let's uh, let, let's uh, stick with our election coverage here tonight. Well, hey, but, I mean, let's, oh, yeah. before hey. we get off that subject, I mean, do you have anything you would propose that could be done that would be effective? <laughs> That's going to end up with the FBI visiting his house. <laughs> exactly. I don't really talk about the thing that I think that would change this country, and but I have I have said it. Uh, in a in a hidden way, and what I've always what I will always say is you defund them, and uh, you figure out how to do that, and uh, then then we'll have the answer because all they're after is our money, and if you take the money away, they have no power. So, so like a Fight Club scenario. Hold on, like a Fight Club scenario, and and Shifty said you said doom and gloom. What were you saying there? Oh, I said. So, I, I was saying. So, amongst all this doom and gloom, we have some some really great news coming out of Massachusetts tonight. Do we? We what do. Medical marijuana has officially been passed in the great. Uh, I believe Massachusetts is a commonwealth. Is it not? Uh, yeah, I think it's like Pennsylvania, if I'm not mistaken. No, right. no what, Massachusetts has medical marijuana passed though, which is great. Excellent. All right, what is that? The seventeenth state in the nation that's done it? Eighteenth, I believe. I mean, you might be right. You might be I think right. It's seventeen already. It, it would be the eighteenth state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Florida's just holding out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Have, what the hell? Have, which makes yeah. no sense because we have the most sickest people down here. That would be. Go ahead. That would that would be the eighteenth state. Make sure you don't forget about the District of Columbia. Yes, of course. Of course, the people trying very hard to keep it from most of us have it legal oh, yeah, in their that. state. <laughs> Go figure, right? Well, the people in power, it doesn't matter whether it's legal or not. They'll just do it and get away with it. Like and we do? Time <laughs> yeah, kind of like the rest of us do. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Allegedly, right? Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this? And felt like this. That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com
best when you factor in a vest made of extinct pink leather alligator flesh with a top hat, a cane, and a fake diamond crest pinned right to my chest. Oh, yes, I'm so fresh. I talk a lot of shit. I cause a lot of trouble looking for a pair of double D's for D double. I get advice like, please, please be humble. But I can't because I'm buzzing like a dozen bees bubble. And sometimes the shit talking leads to a fight, which is fine because I think I just started one tonight. So the next time you see D, please keep it light so we both can head home and rest well and sleep tight. He's an ass, he's a dick, he's a creep, he's a freak, he's a flash in the pan, he's the flavor of the week, he's a flirt, he's a jerk, he's a real piece of work. Okay, but despite all this, I'm kind of a big deal. He's a motherfucking scumbag slut, he's a batshit crazy ass nut, he's a mutt, he's a punk, and he's rude with a bad attitude. Okay, but despite all this, I'm kind of a big deal. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dirt Cobain, give me an absurd word and dirt'll hurt your brain. I try to maintain, but dirt is so berserk, oh man, I mean line hot. Instead of Dirk, oh bang! Madder than a magpie, batter on standby, smash and I scatter brain matter on a bad guy. Not to sound overly conceited, but I'm that guy, that charming motherfucker, that your bitch glad she sat by. On a bar train, and we're headed for the city, and the seats all stained, and it smells hella shitty. But it's cool though, because I think your chick's hella pretty, and I got the bitch convinced I record for P Diddy. Work with Kanye, ghost right for 50. At first it was iffy, now she thinks dirt's nifty. It's funny what these money hungry sluts will fall for. Cause I hit it, then forget it, then walk like fall four. He's an ass, he's a dick, he's a creep, he's a freak, he's a flash in the pan, he's the flavor of the week, he's a flirt, he's a jerk, he's a real piece of work. Okay, but despite all this, I'm kind of a big deal. He's a motherfucking scumbag slut, he's a batshit crazy ass nut, he's a mutt, he's a punk, and he's rude with a bad attitude. Okay, but despite all this, I'm kind of a big deal. Fuck you, dirty Davy. 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 So sweet, dirty Davy. Fuck you, dirty Davy. Fuck you, dirty Davy. Fuck you, dirty Davy. No, really, dirty Davy. I love you too, dirty Davy. They're not saying dirty Davy. They're telling you, dirty Davy. What? Well, fuck you too. Yeah. I guess I'm all of the above. I'm the one you love to hate. I'm the one you hate to love. Dirt don't get up in that ass. Kind of reminiscent of a doc's latex prostate examination glove. And I'm giving you a Fonzie until I tickle your tummy. Most of these rappers are acting so funny, so phony, so flaky and fake with no money. Shit, I'm broker than a motherfucking joke and so funny that I wore the same shirt now at least a week straight. My cable got shut off. My rent's a week late. At the bottom of a Jameson bottle, I drink straight till I can't win. A blink, thank, a speak straight And now I see why all these fucking parents hate me Your son's gone crazy, copying Dirty Davy Your daughter turned 18, she can legally date me Matter of fact, um, have you seen your daughter lately? He's an ass, he's a dick, he's a creep, he's a freak He's a flash in the pan, he's the flavor of the week He's a flirt, he's a jerk, he's a real piece of work Okay, but despite all this, I'm kind of a big deal He's a motherfucking scumbag slut He's a batshit crazy ass nut He's a mutt, he's a punk, and he's rude with a bad attitude Okay, but despite all this, I'm kind of a big deal Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life. And be more dog.
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. offering is the truth, nothing more. <laughs> uh, we always seek for the truth, but do we ever really find it? That's right, you guys listen to First 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Confluence, Salty Talk Radio, The D, by Disruption Networks, Radio Chaos, I think that's everything. Of course, you can get us if you want to watch a Ustream or, or YouTube or Periscope or Twitch feed. Just search Sean Raz or Raz Radio on any one of those sites. You'll find us there. It's Tuesday. Tuesday the 10th. October 10th. Halloween is almost here. I, I just can't get over how quickly, how quickly time just flows past us anymore. It just keeps moving and moving and moving. I, I don't know where the hell it goes. I don't think Fortoad's joining us today. He left a last-minute uh, uh, notification that he was coming back to the States. So I think his flight is tonight. So I don't expect to see Fortoad or hear from Fortoad tonight. Maybe he'll call us. Who knows? I have no clue. Of course, sitting to my left is my lovely wife, Lexi. How you doing, honey? Doing awesome. I hope you got a lot to talk about because we don't have Fortoad. You know what happens when we don't have Fortoad. There's nothing to talk about. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. No, I've got a lot of different things to talk about. I do have the phone lines open tonight, 941-421-0401. You want to throw your two cents in? Uh, if you have a subject that maybe we, we aren't getting to that you want to talk about, uh, if you have a subject from the past and you want to bring up and uh, get off your chest, please give us a call. If you have Skype, uh, you can Raz Radio want us. That's our Skype number, our Skype info. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. First hour, open phone lines. i got a bunch of stuff I want to cover uh, with Lexi. And uh, and then second hour, we have our buddy Christopher Wyatt uh, joining us. We'll get into how his documentary is doing, how he's doing, you know, vaccine-injured individual himself. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he's doing. You know, we know how Lexi stands on vaccines, and it's always nice to have somebody who's experiencing the worst of the worst uh, there for us to give us an idea. I don't know if it's nice to have, but... Well, it's horrible to have, you know, vaccine damage, but it's nice to have somebody here to discuss it. Yeah. 
Yeah, of course. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Just had to reframe I, I that I knew a you'd little. see it my way eventually. That's just how this works. You just see it my way eventually. I just had to have you put that out there in a better way. That's all. Well, how's your week been, honey? How's your since last Tuesday when we did this this whole happy game last time? Same old, same old. Went to a wedding this weekend. That was. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Too much for you? Oh, it was hot, but, you know, I'm happy for them. They looked happy and. It was a little warm. No, that's what happened when you go to the center of the state. If you don't know Florida, if you've never really traveled through Florida, when you're on the edge of Florida, you know, where the water is all the way around, it's, it's nice. You can deal with the heat. But you get into the middle, like where Salty lives or where my cousins live, it can get damn right unbearable i mean it's just it's stagnant there's no wind and where they're at they're in the middle of of, of redneckville i mean let's be honest that's not polite and well it's the truth though I just say country yeah redneck country oh you mean in the middle of the country yeah not leave the redneck out is that what you're right. trying to tell me right. oh, okay right well you know you know me my mouth just kind of goes i don't have to slam people that wasn't slam. it's the truth they're rednecks they're proud to be rednecks I mean, there are the rednecks that want to be rednecks. I mean, don't nod at me like that. You know that I'm right and it's the truth. No? She's yeah. just staring at me. I don't like to put people down. Yeah, I know you don't. That's a put down. That's an insult. It's not. But they don't look at it as an insult. A true redneck wants to be a redneck. Why are you saying they? Like there's some sort of alternate form of human... I, well, I never implode. Don't answer that. Just move <laughs> along. Find something else you want to talk about. <laughs> Honey, you should know better than to leave me in that kind of setup. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been a week, obviously. Um, I'm going to try to to stay off of the Vegas shooting, but I, I, I guarantee it's not going to happen. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to try, but it's not going to happen. So don't expect it not to happen because it's not going to happen. Uh, I'm going to have some information, <laughs> some things I'm going to want to say about that. <laughs> Oh, honey, you know you love me. Uh, I'm going to have some things I'm going to want to say about that. And there's other things that have gone on that we're def- definitely going to touch on. And then when Christopher joins us, uh, we'll get into vaccines and, and health and and just medical and good things all around. Right, honey? Right. Sound good to you? Sounds awesome. I am going to try to share some video on the, the Twitch and YouTube tonight. See how that goes down. Uh, this first one I don't have loaded up over there, but I, I will. The next one. The next one. You're going to like this one. I, I, I can't wait for the next one. Uh, I, let's get through the football bullshit real fast. The NFL uh, crap that's going on. Do we have to? Well, yeah, you know what? you, you got to cover it. And, and this do? one. Yeah. Why? Well, because when you have people bitching about people protesting, and then they protest themselves, they actually go out and protest, which they're complaining about people protesting. So, I mean, how do you protest when you complain about protest? Protesting, protesting. I'm protesting, protesting, protesting. <laughs> Got to get it right. There's three levels there. It's absolutely ridiculous. It completely is ridiculous. In the middle of a political controversy, the vice president's decision to leave today's game in Indianapolis is causing quite a stir on social media. And some are now saying the president orchestrated it as part of a political stunt. NBC Bay Area's Tom Jensen is in San Francisco. During a game in his home state between the 49ers and the Indianapolis Colts. 
Vice President Pence walked out after several Niners knelt during the national anthem. Part of an ongoing civil rights protest by players, criticized by some as disrespecting the flag. While his motorcade headed toward the airport, Pence tweeting, POTUS and I will not dignify any event that disrespects our soldiers, our flag, or our national anthem. The president then tweets, I asked Vice President Pence to leave the stadium if any players kneeled, saying he was proud of him. 49er safety Eric Reed said what Pence did was nothing more than a political and oppressive publicity stunt. He knew um, our team has had the most players protests. He knew that we were probably going to do it again. Some people enjoying Fleet Week telling NBC Bay Area they agree with Reed, including one Marine. It's their constitutional right, so that's what we fight for. And it's part of the Constitution, so they're entitled to do what they, what they choose. It's about how they feel, and who are we to judge that? But others told me they agree with the VP. Kneeling during the anthem disrespects the flag. I support my vice president. Is it the flag you fight for or the freedom? Both. Yeah. They both represent the same thing. It's about us being united. It's about us being together as one. And I think that we need to show respect for that flag. There's people that have served, have died. Oh, great editing, There's guys. People asking why the vice president flew from Las Vegas to Indianapolis for that game when he had to know that the 49ers were going to kneel and then fly on to Los Angeles where he is tonight. Of course, the administration already under fire for travel expenses. The Health and Human Services secretary resigning after it was exposed that he spent more than a million dollars in taxpayers' money for private and military plane travel. And then the Treasury secretary right now, Steve Mnuchin, also under scrutiny for more than 800 thousand dollars in military aircraft travel we're live in san francisco tom jensen nbc barrier news so honey i know this is a uh, you know beating a dead horse but the, the main reason i brought this up is exactly what the player said exactly what other people said is he knew they were in a protest so he went from vegas to illinois to or indiana to leave a game that he knew they were going to protest at to go back to California. So how the, the, the amount of money wasted by the taxpayer so this guy could go make his big political statement over on the on the uh, on the big screen there and, and and cause an issue and cause this this conversation. It, it's obvious that it was done on purpose. And then it's nice to hear. And I know a lot of veterans that don't stand for the flag anymore, that don't stand for the national anthem. I myself, you know, we don't, we're not in situations like that, but I don't know what I would do. I don't think I would stand. And I'm a veteran. So it, it was nice to hear veterans say, you know, hey, that's what we fight for. That's what we did this for. That's why we're there. But then you have the one at the end there who was a Navy officer or Navy uh, uh, personnel, the female at the end there saying, well, we fight for the flag and we fight for freedoms. Well, she's obviously confused of what we're fighting for. Well, she can fight for whatever she wants to, Sean. Well, like the first guy said, that we, or like the lady said, we don't know, we can't say what they're feeling. So I agree with that comment, but it's still a confusion within the comment. I don't think she's confused at all. I think that in her mindset, she feels that she's fighting for both our freedoms and this flag that she loves so much. Uh, it means something to her. It means something to a lot of people. I mean, 
we've all discussed, you know, a blind patriotism. People do want to be proud of something, to be proud of their heritage. You've got, you know, the Irish with their, you know, luck and their charms and their St. Patrick's Day parade. And I mean, it's it's not anything that I really get all that worked up about. I mean, if people want to be patriotic, fine. It's not hurting anyone. I think it's silly that it's created this much chaos to be arguing about it. I honestly think these football players getting up and doing what they're doing is kind of stupid. If I'm being honest, I I don't think it's benefiting their career. I don't think that politically they're getting anywhere with it. I mean, sitting down and shutting up isn't the way to go either, but I'm just not so sure that this was a good approach for their cause. Well, maybe, like I said, like I've said before, maybe. I don't really care. (laughs) Like I've said before, maybe we should go back to the way it was before 2009, where they were in in their their, uh, locker room and not involved with the, the national anthem. Uh, and, and, and that again uh, comes from the propaganda money that's put in by the U.S. government. I mean, I've read some articles and, you know, I never really was into football all that much. And they've been doing that for a long time. It's just that it hasn't been publicized as much as up until more recently when the DOD was throwing money their way because they wanted to create, you know, a little bit more drive as far as getting more volunteers in you know is that's how i kind of take that and now you've got the president and the vice president jumping on this bandwagon well and that's a big problem in itself silly. that they're playing the, the protest game on their you, own end you and that's that's the part that really bothers me the most is you've got you know our our elected officials here you know like the ultimate power sitting up there doing stupid shit like who cares what the football players are doing and all they're doing is creating more divide it is it makes no sense it makes no sense and i agree with that and uh, for our president this this guy that we've elected uh majority elected this guy and and we we have to deal with him now just like we had to deal with obama just like we had to deal with bush uh, you know we're we're stuck dealing with these these individuals that we put in this place. Um, I, I think it's it, it is the reality star coming out of him and his administration with this whole game, in, in my opinion, as well as the North Korea game and 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 everything going on right now. It, it's it's way chaotic. It's way not what it should be. Not how a country should be ran. Well, it's a total shit storm right now, and there's more than just that going on. I mean, just his response to natural disasters and the way that's being publicized and the way that these this whole thing with, you know, people fighting for their civil rights via football games. <laughs> and <laughs> it's I, I don't know, it feels like some sort of sick cosmic joke, but. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, idiocracy is here. 
We are at the precipice of the beginning of idiocracy. It's curious to see where we go in the next three, four years, where where we go down that road. I, I honestly think... Hopefully not. Hopefully, you know, we can step up and elevate ourselves and not be a bunch of big dummies and get our shit together. Well, it was Kennedy, That's what I would like well, to Was see. Kennedy about a year and a half before the assassination attempt? Or the assassination, not even attempt? A year? A couple months? Two years? I forget how long he was in office before it happened. Oh, in office? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not oh, it sure. was November. Got shot, so had to be at least a year or so. What is your point? I I still think that they're going to try that with with Trump to whether it's a successful one or whether it's a um, a Ronald Reagan be hard shoot. pressed to make a martyr out of him. I, I think a Ronald Reagan shot in the ass might you know bring him around and, and bring a lot of support behind him. May, might make some of these left wingers uh, decide. Oh, you know what? We had a. Why we had a, do you foresee Trump not being cooperative with the powers that be? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so then why are they going to shoot him? Well, because that's what they do when people aren't being cooperative. That's why they shot Reagan in the ass. That's why they shot Kennedy. That's why they shot. Uh, I'm uh, confused. I thought you said that Trump was cooperating. No. Yes. It's it's hard to tell what Trump's doing. I don't know what Trump's doing. Do you know what Trump's doing? I have do you think he's, an idea. Do you think he's following the powers that be, or do you think he's just doing his own thing? Or do you think he's following the powers that be, but doing his own thing, maybe kind of acquiescing to the third number? Honestly, you know, presidents, in my opinion, for a long time have just been puppets anyway. I don't think that they have any real control. They're just a face. So if he's trying to poop the puppet hand out, and doesn't want to do what the puppet master is trying to do, where do we sit? I don't see that as being the case right now. So you now. think he's doing what they want? I think he does some dipshit stuff that, like, pisses people off, but I don't think that he's not following protocol. Nine four one four two one zero four zero one. You guys want to throw your two cents in, you're more than welcome to. I'd like to hear uh, the opinion of others. Um, th- this is not my main topic of the evening. This was just something that uh, I, I look at as a lot of people are in uproar about protest in general, not just the football protest. A lot of people are in, pro- in uproar about Anafuck or about um, different things going on in the world as far as protesting goes. And, and that's not – that's the – the the, the 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 reaction to the events going on in the world and and that's what causes people to want to protest and then when you have somebody that's in power going oh you shouldn't be protesting that way and then and then stepping up and protesting that way you shouldn't protest like that <laughs> and here i'm going to protest and be a little With, baby like, vagina hats because i probably say stuff like that well yeah <laughs> there's certain ways to protest that are that are uh Socially acceptable. And and when I say socially acceptable, I'm not talking about legally acceptable. I'm just talking about don't walk down the street with a vagina hat, you know, in the middle of an area where there's kids and playgrounds and bookstores. And, or at all. Well, yeah, I mean, that's somebody's right to protest that way. But let's, you know, I mean, don't don't put your vagina in front of my child. I mean, look, protest however the hell you want as long as you're not hurting anybody. But just know that. If you're going to do it on a football field, if you're going to do it wearing a vagina on your head, you're likely not doing so great for your cause, is all I'm saying. It's not necessarily going to benefit you. So if you're serious, 
about whatever it is that you're protesting for, put a little thought into it and think it through. Think about how people on the other side will view you. Think about whether or not you'll be taken seriously. (laughs) I mean, consider those things because otherwise you're just wasting your time. And that sucks. I mean, you actually got the gumption to get up and be passionate about something and then you put a vagina on your head or <laughs> the way you, the way you put that just you put a vagina on your head well you know i don't i don't know how else to put it well a lot of these protests are i mean if you go back to olden days of protesting it was you know guys in their uniforms it was you know standing up for for a, a, a meaning and for a, a belief not just it was powerful. They had a message. They were they were all to banded together. They had a plan that's different from what's taking place now, which is a just disorganized mess of completely not well thought out whatsoever. And you know I believe situations. in so you know I believe in social engineering, honey. Have you ever thought about social engineering and the connection to how that's how that's changed the way people act and, and do things and, and, and our society in general being socially engineered. How it's affected protests? How it just affects life in general, because that's where I'm moving to next here. I've got a video I want you to watch. I'm going to actually put this one on Twitch, YouTube, Periscope, Ustream. You'll be able to watch the video. And think about the social engineering that's gone on for hundreds of years. You know, it's been very strong since the 40s, 50s, 60s when they social engineered the the African American race into large cities and 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 caused this and this is my opinion caused this this appearance of of racism has caused this divide and and lack of parenting uh through you know taking people to a in a, a situation they're not comfortable in or that that's not going to work right for them does that make sense well, yes. I mean, I want to feel like we're climbing out of that hole. I want to feel like by now we've overcome racism and bigotry and religious divide and, you know, political posturing on certain things like, you know, women's rights and abortion and fair pay and equality and things like that but they're they're all still issues let's look at some social engineering here now i want you to think of this i want you to think of how i've always talked about uh, how we're we're almost an idiocracy all right are we actually training our children to get us closer to idiocracy have you seen this video do you know this video just looking at the picture there do you understand where i'm going here um, let me play I have this. not seen this video. Yeah, let no. me play this for listeners. Basically, what we have here, for those of you watching on Twitch, YouTube, Periscope, and, and uh, Ustream, you can see the video in itself. But but what we're looking at right now in the, in the paused moment is a baby. Cute little, what would you say, maybe eight-month-old? One. It's sitting up, so it's, it's at least eight, to, to eight months to 16 months, let's say. Somewhere in that realm. Maybe one to 16, whatever. That's the age of this baby. It's a three-year-old video. Now, this was played on Bubba's show today, and that's I hadn't watched it, but once I watched it, I went, I gotta, I gotta use this tonight. So this, just watch this for a second. Ready? Here we go. 
<laughs> Baby's happy holding the phone. She's got a little iPhone in her hand. Can I see this? And they took the phone from him. That's the baby without the iPhone. No phone. You can't have the phone. No, wait, hold on. Hold on, here comes back. Oh, oh my goodness. You can't have that phone anymore. You can't, wait. wait sit up, there we go, little baby, sit up. No, it's okay. Here, have the phone back. Oh. Social engineering, honey. And these people Hi. think it's funny. Social engineering. I'm going to beat the living hell out of him before the show's over. I can already tell. So there he sits with the phone, all good and happy, mesmerized, waiting for ouch my balls to come on. Oh, wait, you can't watch ouch your balls. Okay. Took the phone we away it. again. We got it, we got it, we got it. Imagine that. Ugh, what do you What do you think of that, honey? Like my baby's crying. I know. What 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 What's your take on that whole situation there? Um, I mean, there's been studies done as to how the brain reacts to, um, or how your brain does react when you're on a phone. It releases high amounts of serotonin. It's basically it has the same sort of effect on your brain as doing cocaine or or another drug. It gives you a a happy feeling. Um, and for a, a baby, an infant, you know, that's been acclimated to it like it has, I mean, it's it's just reacting in very basic ways that you would expect a human to that can't process emotions like adult human beings can. I don't know if that's social engineering. Maybe that's poor parenting. <laughs> Nine four one four two one zero four zero one. If you want to give us your opinion on social engineering, uh, there's a documentary I play uh, all the time on the Doc Days, and uh, I don't think you've ever seen it, honey. But it goes into this whole psychological uh, engineering of babies, and it starts out talking about how if you give a baby a rabbit, and they did these studies back in the twenties and thirties and forties, you give a baby a rabbit, it's a nice, fluffy, sweet thing that doesn't do any harm, but if you introduce that rabbit to the baby and then bang a plate with a hammer behind its head just as it's touching the rabbit over time when you bring that rabbit to the baby it fears the the rabbit because of the noise that it associates with the rabbit coming to it just as you social engineer our children nowadays with the smartphones with the tv with all these different means of getting into their brain that that's we're 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 allowing them to be trained. We're allowing them to be indoctrinated into accepting this is the way it is. Well, yeah. I mean, we're moving into basically uncharted territory where you have children that are going to be stimulated by major, majorly, you know, technical, I don't know, phones, tablets, computers, console gaming consoles i mean our son would prefer games or a gaming console to going on the boat you know toys that we would have preferred to have had at our at the same age he is now i mean i remember that i wanted a bike and a kickball 
I didn't even think about video games at that age. It wasn't a thing. But times have changed. And, you know, we don't know what we're up against or how children are going to come about in this day and age. I mean, it's just these are different times is all. It's very concerning. We have other things that are introduced. I mean, we're going to get into vaccinations here in the second hour of the show, so I don't want to bring you know, vaccinations up as, as part of the as part of the conversation with this, but that is a big factor in, in the in in the way things turn out with that situation. In, in my opinion, yet again. Uh, but oh, and buzzing—that's that what IMO I mean, means. In my opinion, the old. I fuck. mean, in that too. Uh, parents need to look out for their kids. I mean, you got to get your kids outside. You can't let them. I mean, I do know of of some parents that we know. I'm not going to name the kid specifically. Um, he doesn't live in this area, but I mean, his parents just let him sit when he gets home from school all night long till he goes to bed playing video games all weekend long. He doesn't play with friends he doesn't go outside he wouldn't know what to do if you put him outside doesn't want to go anywhere doesn't want to do anything i mean that's what's going to happen if you just let your kid make the decision that they're going to affix themselves to a video game hold on i'm baiting they're just not going to want to get out into nature or do anything active so i mean it's it is the parent's responsibility to try to curb that i think because I, i don't see how it could possibly be productive to just allow your kids to just not be social keep in mind we got christopher wyatt joining us at seven o'clock uh he's not anti-vaccine he's actually vaccine damaged uh he's been injured by vaccines uh so when we get into a conversation with him don't take it the wrong way you know don't get all up and uproar we're going to get into that because he gets a lot of feedback on that i I just had to wanted to promote that one more time that he was going to be joining us you always have to do that every once in a while uh the social engineering and aspect of it all honey I mean, they do it through so many different means. I mean, even this shooting, this this Vegas shooting. We're gonna get into that for a moment. Uh, why don't we? Take- I mean, a lot of that to me is is done more through um, their housing, um, through their food programs, um, job placement, um, things like that can help redirect certain people into certain areas and get them dependent on certain programs and i do believe that that is still you know take taking place today i think it's really compartmentalized so that it's not too obvious and i think that the people that are working in those fields aren't really even aware that that's what's going on but i mean if you take a step back and and look at how it all plays out it it is very obvious that that's still going on now these days which sucks like i said none of this should be going on we we should be well advanced by now think about how people in the 50s and 60s you know saw what was what the movie we, we watched in, in 2010 what was the I movie mean, we watched so, the other day i feel like we're such a disappointment really what was the movie <sighs> with the, the the family that went in the bomb shelter and um, oh, blast from the past! Blast from the past! Yeah, I mean, yeah. think about how that went when he came out. I we were aliens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're crazy people. 
All right, guys, you listen to the first 52 RazRadioLive.com and all the other happy places you can find us. So we're going to take a quick break. I'll, I'll try to keep it short and simple. Uh, we'll probably just roll into Christopher from there. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Our kid wants something. We've got to go figure out what the hell it is he wants. Sit tight. We'll be back with you guys in a few minutes. I love the content. Don't go anywhere. The first 52 will be right back. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this? And felt like this. That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com Man, you hear this bullshit they be talking? Every day, man, it's like these motherfuckers is just like professional liars, you know what I'm saying? It's wow. Listen, Bin Laden blow up projects. It was your nigga. Tell the truth, nigga. Fuck the president's speeches, I'm baptized by America And covered in leeches, the dirty water that bleaches Your soul and your facial features Drowning you with propaganda that they spit through the speakers And if you speak about the evil that the government does The Patriot Act to track you to the type of your blood They try to frame you and say you was trying to sell drugs And throw a federal indictment on niggas to show you love This shit is run by fake Christians, fake politicians Look at their mansions and look at the conditions you live in All they talk about is terrorism on television They tell you Listen, but they don't really tell you they mission They funded Al-Qaeda And now they blame the Muslim religion Even though Bin Laden was a CIA tactician They gave him billions of dollars And they funded his purpose Fahrenheit 9-11 That's just scratching the surface Bin Laden then blow up projects It was your nigga Tell the truth nigga Still fight for Saddam, but that's bullshit. I'll show you why it's totally wrong. Cause if another country invaded the hood tonight, it'll be warfare through Harlem and Washington Heights. I wouldn't be fighting for Bush or white America's dream. I'll be fighting for my people's survival and self-esteem. I wouldn't fight for racist churches from the South, my nigga. I'll be fighting to keep the occupation out, my nigga. You ever clock someone who talks shit or look at you wrong? Imagine if they shot at you and was raping your moms. And of course, Saddam Hussein had chemical weapons.
rappers, we sold them that shit After Ronald Reagan's election Mercenary contractors fighting a new era Corporate military banking off the war on terror They controlling the ghetto with the fear of attack Trying to distract the fact that they engineering the crack So I'm strapped like Lee Malvo holding a sniper rifle These bullets are touch your kids And I don't mean like Michael Your body be sent to the morgue Stripped down and recycled I fire on house niggas that support you and like you Cause innocent people get murdered in the struggle daily And poor people never get shit struggle daily This ain't no alien conspiracy theory This shit is real Written on a dollar underneath the Masonic seal Y'all don't rap to dead presidents I'd rather see the president dead It's never been said but I said precedents Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding, and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays, and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life. And be more dog. Richard Nixon all had in common. Well, they've all been members of the exclusive all-male Bohemian Club in California, where every year at this time, the elite from around the country get together for two and a half weeks of uh, fun and games. Gemini! As this special assignment reports. A non-essential elite presidential retreat Confidential, discreet, monumental deceit They're not gentle asleep, more than mental defeat Once you enter your seat, well now you're in for a treat The cremation of care to the creation of fear This location is where the vacation each year My frustration, I swear, is for the whole nation to hear My donation to your ears, world domination is near Listen, wealthy and well-placed are these snake-eyed hawks Unhealthy and pale-faced at the lakeside talks I'll come to warn you, they cover their heads with hoods And dance around naked in California's redwoods A gentleman's Club equipped with good drinks and table shows, hat legs rolled up, put winks and cable toes, mock sacrifices to mullock, alcoholic, frolic, political false prophets come to pickpocket your wallet. Who? Tell me 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 who? Bones membership grows by 15. Evidence to prove very presidents if seen. There'll be more than regrets if one of their secrets gets told. There will be more than threats as the last cigarette gets rolled. You must have plenty of money to enter the windowless tomb. 322, not many have been through this room. Trust me, the order of death amounts to more than Masons. Trilateral Commission Council on Foreign Relations. Listen, comes to paint a portrait of a picture scary. It's like a eugenics project, the way they intermarry. Scriptures vary, but many say that it's just a mirage. Made the money off the slave trade and espionage. Ask the paparazzi, Father George's Pops was a Nazi. Clear the smoke and you'll find old folks cloaked in Versace. Watch me expose those that chose a lousy copy. 
a German fraternity financed by the drowsy poppy. Who? Tell me who? Tell me who? 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 Tell me who? Tell me who? Tell me who? Tell me tell me tell me who? Tell me who? Tell me tell me tell me who? Who? Tell me who? Tell me who? Who? Tell me who? Tell me who? Tell me who? Tell me tell me tell me who? Tell me who? Tell me tell me tell me who? Secret society. Gotta love when the video locks up on you when you're trying to get stuff going. Anyway, welcome back to the first of the two, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, all the fun spots. Honey, didn't you love when that just, you know, you're arguing with me about what I want to do and then it doesn't even want to work for me. <laughs> you, you planned that, didn't you? You cut the cord on the cable. I did not. Yes, you did. I know you did. <laughs> Give it a minute now so it can roll. Can I tell you, uh, a lot of times when you have a physical disability... A lot of times people also assume that you're mentally disabled. But I think uh, that I could probably speak for every physically disabled person out there. Well, that's really annoying. <laughs> well, the mics are up, by the way. Honey. Yeah, but it can also be a lot of fucking fun. Because i got to tell you, here's how I look at it, right? Is if you're allowed to assume because of the way I walk or the way I move that I'm also mentally disabled, then I should be allowed to act retarded. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, I'm a joy at the airports. I will scare the living shit out of a TSA worker. <laughs> and they fucking deserve it. <laughs> Take my lotion, motherfucker. <laughs> now I'm gonna get all ashy. I'll let y'all crackers marinate on that for a minute. <laughs> Just for the record, there's a white guy that's got like a handicap. Kind of like walking like this, handicap. You know how at the security checkpoint, there's three different lines that go up there. There's a coach line, and then next to that is the first class line, and then next to that is the handicap line. That's the one you want to try to get into. <laughs> because nothing beats the handicap line. And I gotta tell you guys, I take more joy in walking by a long line of first class people just going, ooh. <laughs> oh, you're laughing, honey. I see that. Bye bye. <laughs> what, all the miles can't buy palsy, huh?
I can hear their assholes close as I walk by them. <laughs> There's one of them now. <laughs> well, you know what I do when I get to the part where they check your ID? What I do is I put it in this hand. Oh, I hate ads too. All right, guys, welcome back to a very sloppy rejoin of the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and all the other places you can find us. I don't know. I was I had to play that little bit. And then I was trying to bring this up, and I was there, and it just, it effed me all up. God damn it. I hate when that happens. I want a girl with extensions in her hair. Bamboo. But you gotta love some LL Cool J. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Really, one of my, for real. Yeah. yeah. One of your favorite songs of all Around the Way Girl, yeah. After, this and Jingling Baby. The Jingling Baby. Go ahead, baby. The Jingling if you're watching on Twitch, Ustream, YouTube, or Periscope, you can see my wife the way she loves me. Anyway, I was playing that security bit. There was a reason I had to play that, because I just I needed to bring this all together as to where I was going here. We only got a couple minutes, so it, it kind of sucks that we only have a couple minutes to get to where I want to get to. But but we'll get there, and we'll just won't take another break. It's that simple. Chris, Christopher will be joining us at 7 o'clock-ish. He'll dial us up, give us a call, and we'll have him. And we'll talk about vaccines and and all the fun stuffs of that. But, fun stuffs. I said stuffs. I knew what I said. Look at me like I'm crazy. You look at me, you look at me like I'm crazy a lot. You know that, honey? It's improperly. It's an improper use of word. And, me improperly use a word? Are you kidding me? Go move along. <laughs> anyway, one of the things I wanted to address is where we could end up after this alleged attack by this sixty-four-year-old guy that was able to carry you know four hundred pounds of weapons and a couple hundred pounds of ammunition and set up a a bunker in a hotel room thirty-two floors above and break hurricane. Resistant glass, which a plywood going or a piece of, of wood going at uh, a two by four going at you know two hundred miles an hour couldn't pierce. Ooh, I yes. know, I know, I know, I know uh, the answer. The girl in blue over in the corner. <laughs> We're just going to end up sacrificing more liberties oh. for more security. That's very very possible. I mean, what did the British lady say after the two bombing and seven seven? Do you remember? No. Oh well, she's willing to give up some some oh yeah some Let's... liberties to to be secure. Yeah, well, it's... most people are. It's where we're leading. If you were paying attention to news at all, um, the owner. No, that's not the one I was looking for. That's the one. Now, I don't want to play a lot of video. Oh, I do, but I don't. Uh, Steve Wynnum, 
from you know Wynnum, W Y N N hotels. You know, we stay there sometimes. That's disgusting. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Okay. So Steve Wynnum, we profile or inspect or examine everybody that enters the building. Profile? That's what he says. This was an interview with uh, Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday. He should know most of his staff does not give a shit. <laughs> and they're probably I'm just illegal for the most part. Yeah. Casino mogul Steve Wynn explains the security apparatus at Wynn Resorts. Is it Wynn, right? Or is it Wynnum? Are you, are you W-Y-N-N. W-Y-N-N. How do you say that? Wynnum? Wynnum? Wynnum Resorts? Are you Resorts? sure that we've stayed at Wynnum Resorts? Yeah. Absolutely. I know we have. I know we've stayed at Wyndham Resorts. On how measures include profi- profiling are incorporated. Wynn said the shooter who has stayed at Wynn's property had one of the most va- vanilla profiles one could vanilla? possibly imagine. Whoa. That's what he said. Vanilla. It's okay. getting a, lot of, uh, a little racist. <laughs> <laughs> Wallace. Uh, well, here, let's just play the video for a moment. I don't want to play the whole video because it's long. But the let's... Las Vegas massacre raises new questions about how to prevent these Mike attacks. We Joining keep me now no. for an exclusive interview, one of the giants of Las Vegas, Steve Wynn, chief executive of Wynn Resorts, who's been thinking about this problem for a long time. Steve, it was over a year ago when you said that Las Vegas was a target city and you were going to harden your hotels and casinos. Harden the hotels and casinos. Actually, it was two years ago Thanksgiving, and I got every consultant and advisor I can think of to come through, from uh, uh, Ray Kelly to people from SEALs Team 6. It took us from Thanksgiving from until Team six. May. You know, the guys that killed Osama bin Laden in 2012 when he was already dead in 2001. And it'll be, uh, it'll be two years this May. And, it and, started in, in 2015. And without going into great detail, what kind of things do you have on your facilities? Well, absolutely nothing because they allowed a guy to kill 59 people from a, a position 32 feet above ground level or 32 stories above ground level. Let the man talk about how he took all these steps to have absolutely no impact on anything. Go Basically, we had to recruit and expand security by tens of millions of dollars. That helped. To cover uh, every tens entrance. Tens of millions of dollars. To retrain the entire workforce. Worth it. Uh, from housekeeping and room service, and people are in the tower. Super So the bellboy bringing all the guns up to the hotel room. <laughs> and observing people. We had to cover every exit and every aspect of the building to see if we could identify and preempt any kind of uh, terroristic or violent action. It's never perfect, of course. But what you can do to use local vernacular, you can change the odds, I guess. Change the odds. So the odds are in your favor. I know that you had hidden metal detectors and you had profilers in your casinos watching the people walking. Wait, did they just admit they have hidden metal detectors? Yes, they did. In a state that has open carry laws and no concealed carry laws at all? You can just conceal carry a weapon Obviously, if you want to? Obviously, this technology doesn't work either. In and out. Would any of those measures have prevented Stephen Paddock from checking into one of your hotels instead of the Mandalay Bay to have brought in uh, these... Oh, I'm sorry. This guy's a different guy, not the same oh, hotel. My bad. Oh, uh, They should have had all this there. 
suitcases carrying his arsenal, a couple of suitcases at a time, checking into a room on a high floor, knocking out the window and raining terror down on people below. <laughs> knocking out the window. Yes, we just knock well, out hurricane windows. I know that my friends at MGM are particularly fastidious about trying to protect their employees and their guests. Oh, so it was an MGM property then. There are a couple of things in retrospect, and it's always good to look over your shoulder. You want to hear retrospect? But we have a routine with housekeeping, housekeeping, with, uh, room you service, with audio visual, who anybody that goes in the room to do an inspection. Uh, we also have rules God, about. You, could you imagine if they expect inspected my hotel room when I go somewhere? Why? Please don't ever inspect my hotel room. Do not disturb. Why? If a room goes on do not disturb for more than 12 hours, we investigate. Oh, if the room goes on do not disturb. What if you like having like 12-hour romping sex ordeals in the middle of Vegas? Or even if you just do not disturb for six hours of sex and then six hours of sleeping. All of a sudden there are going to be people investigating you in your hotel room? hours doesn't seem like very long, though. No, I mean, we could leave for the resort and not want them in there for that time. Come back. I mean, we've done it before. I mean, you're at the resort for eight hours. You come back, you you get showers, and you go out to dinner. Before you know it, it's 15 hours that your room's been on. Do not disturb. Very easy. Would you agree? Yeah. We constantly, we don't allow guns in this building uh, unless they're being carried by our employees, and there's a lot of them. But if anybody's got a gun and we find them continually, we eject them from the hotel. So you you negate their Second Amendment right. No, it's a private business, so they have the right to do that. Christopher, sit tight over there. I believe that's you. Just sit tight for a minute. We, we want to get through this, and then we'll, we'll join you. Oh, shit. I just turned the volume down. So if he had suitcases carrying these automatic or semi-automatic weapons, would you have been able to spot that if they were in the suitcases being carried up to his room? Well, we certainly wouldn't invade the privacy of a guest in a room. <laughs> Isn't that counteractive to just what he just said they did? I mean, honey? Yes. Okay. Just check. Oh, shit. But then again, the, the, uh, whole, the whole scenario of this audio is... This, this is from Chris Wallace yesterday, up. or I, Sunday. I thought that this was about Mandalay Bay, and it's not. It is about Mandalay Bay. We're getting there. Just give me a moment. But okay. let's put it this way. The scenario that that we're aware of uh, would have indicated that he didn't let anyone in the room for two or three days. That would have uh, triggered uh, a whole bunch of alarms here, and uh, we would, would they have, have done. Uh, <laughs> went into the room and went, what? knocked on the door. Excuse me, sir. Is there a reason why you've we can't had come this? In? <laughs> Can we come in? Right. Can we fluff your pillow? I give no? you. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm alive. Don't bother me. Leave me alone. I'm good. On behalf of the guest, of course, investigated for safety. And it would have been a provocative situation. Uh, I'm sure that the same is true safety. at other hotels. But in this hotel, uh, a 36-hour, a 24-hour, a 36-hour do not disturb on a room is a predicate for investigation. What if I'm just having a really good po Coke party while I'm in Vegas? Isn't that what Vegas is for, to have, like, all the dirty, nasty things you want to have? I've never been to Vegas. Me neither, but I'm just assuming that's what it's for. That's why I don't go there, because I don't really... I don't think they care about disrupting your 36-hour-long Coke party, Sean. Okay. 
just as long as I don't have 23 weapons with me, or 42, or whatever the hell it is it's had now. Anyway, the whole point of this, the reason why I wanted to play this Steve Wynn guy, uh, is because somebody had posted some really interesting information about Steve Wynn. Or, I'm sorry, about uh, James Murrin. James Murrin is the CEO of Mandalay Bay MGM Resorts. Um, and he's sitting on the member, uh, he's, he is a sitting member of the Homeland Security National Infrastructure Advisory Council. He's responsible for getting legislation and regulation passed for security and technology, technological infrastructure in public areas. Things such as X-ray backscatter machines. So the CEO of Mandolin Bay is sitting is a sitting member of the Homeland Security Infrastructure Advisory Council Council. Who else, honey, do we know that might have been in that very similar position who who could make a lot of money off of an event that happened? I don't know. Do you remember what happened in two thousand eight, two thousand nine? Christmas? Were your grandparents? It was our son's first Christmas. I- <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the underwear bomber? Yeah. All right, that happened that year. Michael Chernoff, who yeah. at the time was the Secretary of Homeland Security, also was uh, um, connected to an organization that made backscatter machines and, and, and x-ray machines. Okay, I get it. Who I all got put in the airports after. I get it. The so fake like, underwear bomber, who Kurt Haskell will tell you. So you think all of this was staged to sell security equipment? No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that the... the, the um, so that's a little extreme. There's, uh, there's always money to be made from, from horrific events from happening. Or okay. for, from horrific th- events that happen. So you feel now they're coming out of the w- woodwork to capitalize on this? Of course, absolutely. Well, I mean... The Hegelian dialectic, though, is, is what we need to look at. We have no, we have no information on this guy. This guy was, uh, from what, from from all accounts, this guy was a a multimillionaire who lived his life playing slot machines. I know, playing, uh, getting there. We're not taking a break again. Playing slot machines, playing video poker. That's, I think we're that's, all well aware of his character at this point. So why? I don't know. It just none of it makes sense. I don't know. I don't know, Sean. None of it makes any stinking sense to me. And that's what drives me nuts about this one. It's really what drives me the most. You can't piece it together. The, the most You're nuts. You're looking for reasons. Most nuts. It bothers me. It Somebody's going to figure it out. No, nobody's going to figure it out. That's the problem. It's, Somebody it's, will know exactly what happened. No, nobody will know what happened. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's disturbing. It's angering. It's more lies it's more videos confiscated by the fbi just like on 9-11 the hell was that something's singing and they turn that all the volumes are turned down all right anyway joining us on the phone second time no third time guest um working on a lot of projects himself uh somebody that i give you know i give a lot of respect to because he uh he was living a normal life and and was told he had to do something, and that really affected the way he lived. Christopher, are you there, buddy? I am here. How are you doing tonight? 
Good, man. It's been a while since we talked, a couple months, give or take. Uh, everything going well in your world? Oh, yeah. Things are, you know, they've been busy, but they've actually been really good. I had a little bit of a setback back in um, June where I had some skin cancer surgery. And that, you know, was because of my own ignorance. I, I found out that I'd been using a product for over 20 years. It was a carcinogen on my face. And I've now learned that the American Skin Cancer Foundation is nothing more than a show organization for the sunscreen industry and that a lot of conventional sunscreens contain everything from vitamin A, which is fine, except for when you put it in UV light, it's a carcinogen. It can contain you know, all that? sorts of chemicals. <laughs> You're about to fire my wife up, man. Uh, just a reminder, Christopher, I got my wife, Alexia. Alexia, you can call her. Uh, joining us, we, awesome. We have nice these. To meet you. We have meet these. You too. <laughs> we have these conversations all the time. That's like her her big thing. She used to make her own uh, sunscreen out of coconut oils and and different things like that uh, because she wanted to try to avoid that. Now we were just talking about the vitamin, how adding that in uh, causes a problem. So that's that's uh, that's something she's always rallied on, right, honey? That's true. It's just funny because we were just talking about vitamin A exposed to UV is carcinogenic and actually leads to skin cancer. I, I mean, of all things. And we live here in to Florida. Put in sunblock. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I feel very blessed to have the surgeon that I had. I had Mo's surgery. And a couple months later, I mean, they took a pretty big chunk. And it's like, you can't even tell I've had surgery. I've had pictures taken. And other than a little bit of a spot, it's going to be gone within six months. You can't tell that I had surgery done. But, you know, the best thing is not to have these surgeries and not to be in the position. And, you know, stay away from the chemical sunscreens. But something I will say, I use a product from out of Florida. I don't know if it's okay to mention a website or not. Absolutely. But... Okay, cool. Um, waxhead.com. They make their stuff out of coconut oil, vitamin E, and um, zinc oxide in the cream version of it, they are adding vitamin D to their product. Hmm. So, so it's some good stuff. It sounds very similar to the recipe used, honey, for the most part. Yeah, I was doing uh, coconut oil with a little bit of beeswax just to keep it thicker. And, of course, zinc oxide, I added in a powdered form. So it was like a relatively close to like a 30 SPF. And um, you said that was nice. waxhead.com? Waxhead.com, and they promote nutritional bars. They also make their own T-shirts, which I got hooked up with one of their T-shirts, and, you know, I happen to love the T-shirt. Even though I prefer cotton, this one here is pretty good because it's made of recycled material. So, you know, it's not a bad T-shirt that they hooked me up with. I just simply called them and asked, you know, what kind of products do you have? I really like your sunscreen, and they hooked me up. So, so they, you know, they've got other happy. products. They've got other products other than, than just uh, sunscreen. Oh, yeah. They make baseball caps. They make um, nutritional bars, which I had one of the bars. And I have to say it was pretty tasty. It's amazing. So, you, Wait, know. Chris, you know what's amazing, Christopher, is, you know, you were living just a basic normal life. If I'm not mistaken, you were in the medical industry in some sort of, of way. Well, yeah. Um, I had worked for a while as a nurse's aide when I was younger. And I had, you know, there's no jobs in Syracuse, New York, where I live. And I had considered going back into doing that. 
And, you know, one thing led to another, and I just was at a doctor's appointment, and the doctor told me that I possibly needed the hepatitis B vaccine. They also recommended it because, you know, when I'm between jobs and other things, you know, I, you know, I, I have no problem taking the job cleaning houses because I, I always like to be working, and they recommended it. Well, I was foolish. I took the hepatitis B vaccine. It nearly ruined my life. I mean, I lost feeling in my hand. I lost the ability to um, hold on to items. I no longer to this day play video games because I simply don't have the hand-eye coordination. Now, that being said, there are some pluses that came out of all of this. I'm probably the best person you will ever talk to when it comes to handheld camera work because I treat it like there is basically a sniper going to shoot me if I don't get this shot absolutely perfect. So Mm -hmm. I can do camera work like nobody's business, but, you know, it takes a huge emotional toll. Well, one of the things I was trying to get to here is is just to bring everybody back up to speed is is your – your career path led to your your current condition because you were forced to get this hepatitis B shot. I, I remember when I was an EMT, I had to get the hepatitis, I think it was the hepatitis C. I, I don't remember. It was a three-round shot. Um, it was very painful. The hepatitis B, yeah, because there is no vaccine for hepatitis C yet. But that was the B then, yeah. I'm sure they're going to put one on the market. And it probably won't work at all. But that led you into, into understanding that uh, there's more things to concern yourself with with like sunscreens you know my wife has always paid attention to those things so it's it's neat to be able to spin back to um you know what you never realized you would have understood until you were you had a problem that made you understand more oh yeah and you know i was in a way i consider myself blessed how i got into this because I didn't go to the Internet and start looking at what's in the vaccines. I mean, I knew that it was the hepatitis B vaccine that had made me sick because, well, that night they were packing me in ice, telling me that I had had the flu. And, you know, I believe that I might have had some sort of seizure or actually, if I'm to be more honest, I actually think I had a stroke because they have done an MRI of my brain and they have found, you know, a couple of white spots and I've been told that is um, consistent with somebody who's had a mini stroke. And I do believe, you know, that's the only time that could have happened. So what do you think brought the white? I I know we've probably already discussed this once, but uh, just again to to remind everybody, and even myself, because, you know, I interview a lot of people and I forget things. Do you, what do you think the vaccine might have caused that? I'm not sure what in the vaccine caused it, other than, you know, I just think that it's highly toxic. And I think, you know, that I was loaded with toxins. They got me to the emergency room. And then I think they gave me more toxins on top of that. And I think it just overloaded my body. And, you know, whatever happened, happened. But, you know, by the next day, I mean, that night was just such a blur. By the next day, I know that I was holding onto one of those plastic fast food cups. And that's how I would get water. Just saying that's all you could, that's all you knew is that that's where the water came from at that point. Yeah, I would hold a fork like a crazy person with my entire hand and like shovel it into my mouth. You know, I, I got to the point that there was no glasses in my house, no glassware of any kind. I mean, I couldn't even hold a glass of wine. 
That's how bad this was. Well, yeah, when you can't you hold know, a glass of wine anymore, we got major problems, brother. I mean, that's... that's Ain't that the damn That's when truth. I start doing some documentaries. <laughs> so, let, let's, speaking of documentaries, how is um, um, uh, sp- uh, Spotting the Truth, correct? Yes, Spotting the Truth, I may be hitting um, some good news, because right now in Syracuse, there is a mumps outbreak on Syracuse University campus. Oh, yeah. I was and about what that. is really strange about this outbreak, they kicked the, the unvaccinated off campus, thinking that would quell it. Well, all the cases have been in the vaccinated. And my Twitter, you know, has just kind of blown up. I put a thing out there, and I'm getting private messages from mostly people that are just ignorant. I had a student last week get in, no, excuse me, week before last, get in touch with me, who told me that if they found me on campus, they would, they would cave the side of my face in with a claw hammer. Whoa. Yeah, he's been getting some, yeah, I've been watching I your I mean, post, they put man. some thought into this. They put some Jeez. thought into this one. For what? Because he's anti-vax, because he doesn't, and he's not even like anti-vax. Okay, what is it, 12 or 14 people, Chris, right now? It's 14 people, yeah. They're all fully vaccinated. Right. Well, I, that, I understand. Fully vaccinated. And then I ran into a thing today that I don't quite understand, but I have run into it numerous times. College and high school students somewhere along the line are being told that mumps is a sexually transmitted disease. And I was told that I was nasty, you know, digging into people's sexual lives. Wow. And I was like, whoa, you know, I'm like, seriously? You know, I'm like, okay. So... You're dealing with but, like some you know, next I'm, level ignorant people going on over there. Jeez. Oh well, well, yeah, you know, and I'm seeing this a lot with people. Is there's a dumbing down of society, and you know that ties into the pro vaccination thing because you ask the majority of parents, or you ask a college student, one who's just been injected. A lot of times, I don't know. Um, they told me it was required. Well, but I, they don't even care. Exactly. Yeah, it's like when I uh, went you know to the military. What? I used to argue on this stuff so heavy. I mean, I, I would just put myself right into the, you know, the, all of those arguments and discussions. And in fact, I have a younger sister that still does it. No, but but people do get really up in arms about this stuff. And you get two extremes. You get one side that has no idea what they're talking about has not really done any research they're just going by well why would a doctor you know harm a child you know kind of a thing in science and what you don't believe in science you know and then you've got the other side that is really really internet research heavy and they've formed their own opinions based on that and they're just adamant on it but one thing they all have in common, I've noticed, is they just get nasty with each other. I mean, they're just, I mean, to the point where they want blood. I hate when nastiness gets brought up. I mean, you can have a disagreeance and, and, and still move on and yeah. live life without I having to, the, I had to take a little mini step back from that. Well, Chris, Chris has been thrown out of how many, how many uh, anti-vaccination groups have you been thrown out of in general? Oh my God! I have been kicked out of so many of them. Anti-vaccine, not anti-vaccine ones. Yeah, I'm on none of the pox groups now except for one because you know, like where the people have the pox party. He's got a penis. Because a couple so of trolls started raising the question. Well, he's a man. 
And there's a huge part, I wouldn't say a huge part, that is completely wrong of me to say that. But there is a small subset that, small subset, that's, wow, that's easy to say, um, small subset <laughs> of the anti-vax community that really believes this is a mother's only issue. And I get a what? lot of flack from people because I tell them that we need to be educating <laughs> people on vaccine injury long before they are parents. You know, this is how you end vaccines. I don't believe that the government is going to end vaccination anytime soon. Oh, I no. believe it's important to talk to the lawmakers, but at the same time, I don't think we need them on our side. I look to things like the civil rights movement, the women's suffrage movement, and I believe that, you know what, if a law is unjust, and, you know, I can't think of anything that's more unjust than robbing humanity of its health, then you disobey those laws. You encourage others to disobey. I mean, I truly believe in the power of civil disobedience. Well, you have the right to disobey an unjust law, as, just as well as any police officer does, just as well as any military official does. Uh, just anybody who's who's required to follow or or uh, enforce laws has the right to dis- disobey an unjust law. And and as as a a human being, you have the right to disobey an unjust law. It's just it's how it works. Absolutely. And you know, I have had so many people that I thought were friends within the anti vaccine movement that I have found out that they're shills or they're trolls. And, you know, I look around and I am just horrified by the things that I've seen. And, you know, I've had people go behind my back, tell me, tell parents and tell people not to be part of my documentary, which is why I've only got very few interviews. I mean, I knew when I started this out that it was going to be the near impossible documentary to do. That being said, you know, I'm not the kind of person who gives up and I'm more determined than ever to get this done because... I'm seeing what people are going through. I've talked to people that, you know, I've talked to new mothers and, you know, I'm talking about more than one new mother who has been given the hepatitis B vaccine or the MMR right after they've given birth to a child. Good grief. And you know what? I think, honestly, and I don't know how much you're following the, uh, you know, our little friendly shooting we've had there in, in Vegas recently. Uh, but I, I oh, yes, I'm following that. I, I honestly believe that that is. I, I, I too many people are just not buying the narrative. It, for for once, it's like everybody is is almost united in not buying this story, and and I think that's going to help with a lot of other things. I mean, as far as be vaccination, whether it be medication, whether it be the drug war, whether it be the freaking stupid wars we're fighting right now that don't need to be fought i mean we're about ready to go you know get into a war with north korea is that necessary who knows and that no <laughs> well i know uh but i'm also anti-war <laughs> we're both anti-war but the point is well it, i'm anti-violence anti-hate anti just about you know i believe in compassion it's like you know i had people getting digging into my personal life today these were shills and trolls online and, you know, I put a little thing on Facebook, you know, that I support compassion and human decency. You know, I don't support either the Republican or the Democratic Party. They don't, you know, they don't have my respect. And, you know, I believe that we're supposed to treat each other with human kindness. Right. We should be and human beings. That's that what we are. is lost. We're, we're human beings, and that's the way we should act. And unfortunately, we've allowed so many different divisive means. And, and even this... this 
vaccinated or pro or anti-vaccination argument, the 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 nine eleven truth argument, the black white argument, the immigration argument, the I mean Jesus, uh, what else can I throw in here of arguments that we have that oh I mean nothing. I hear what you're saying loud and clear, and you know it's one of the reasons that I approach vaccination a very different way. A lot of people, they go up to these people and they'll talk to them about what's in the vaccine. Me, I approach it a little bit differently. I try to show them the history of the illness somewhere in the conversation because when I was vaccine injured, I didn't go directly to the Internet. I started looking at my old medical books because I collect antiques. And at that time, I was into old medical books and old children's books. And I started looking at some of these and the medical books you know, that they would have for children, like Michael gets the measles, Peter gets the chicken pox, and Dear Little Mom's Child, along with, you know, other books that I had. Like, I had the Book of Giant Stories, which is a highly collectible book and has won numerous awards. But the first story, the kid has a little secret, you know, for the giant, and, you know, they're all scared of him. When he gets home, his big secret is he was getting the measles. You know, his mother wasn't scared, wasn't freaking out. In fact, at the end of the story, the kid is happy. I wish I, I wish I could find the book. It's in Mikey's room right now. But I have a collection of books from when I was a kid. Now I'm 42 years old. I got these books when I was six or seven ish. And one of the stories is the story of the uh, the polio. initial polio, the vac- the polio vaccination. A little kid with yeah. the armor with the army marching in yeah. to fight the the polio. Yeah. So I, I, I've got a great example of what you're speaking of, and it's I, that was actually my favorite book, but I think it was my favorite book because of the Army. So either way, it's, it's bringing... Well, it was just a regularly accepted thing that was going on then, you know, like everybody got it or, you know, it was just you stayed in bed and got better. But they were, that's well, you know, I just shake my head when I see all the people that are harmed by the vaccines because... You know, I found out, and you know, I may have told you this, may have, may not have told you, I found out in doing my research that, you know, the hepatitis B vaccine was not my first vaccine injury. I was actually harmed by the oral polio vaccine. My mother told me that I'd had the oral polio vaccine and that I did not, I was unable to walk for four days after that. That's ridiculous. How, how, See, why did you not know that until after the second round? And I think, hon- come on, mom, honey, honey <laughs> I honestly think that my father had a, a reaction to the polio vaccine when he was a kid, and I, I honestly think that's part of his fibromyalgia connection. I think that's something that might be uh, another side effect of, yeah. of of vaccine injury. It's not as extreme as some of the other ones, but it's a low end reaction. My father's sixty five. And he's got fibromyalgia. I don't know if you've ever heard of that or not. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm very familiar with it. And something that really freaks me out, and this is something that a lot of people may not know, people in our age group, you know, in their 40s, that all had the little sugar cube with the polio vaccine on it, Mm -hmm. they admitted that that shed it. And that was actually important that it would shed for herd immunity. So God knows what we did to other people. But people in the older age group, that got, you know, the injected polio vaccine, that was heavily contaminated. And, you know, I do believe the contamination, you know, continues on to this day. It's disgusting. All vaccines are contaminated. All vaccines cause injury 100% of the time. And what we are doing, we are treating natural immunity for, you know, true disease, 
true disability. People do not want to deal with a sick kid who, you know, has one of the childhood illnesses, you know, a fever and a rash or swollen glands will freak out a parent. Well, they're getting lazy. Parents are getting lazy. Very, very, very lazy. Um, Lexi and I, our son son together is, uh, he'll be nine this year. I have a 23-year-old and an 18-year-old that obviously I had to deal with a lot uh, when I was younger. And I I was young myself, so we didn't, you know, my mom was there to help. Her mom was there to help. So we had a lot of older assistants. Lexi and I, when Mikey was born, uh, you know, we we put a lot into it, and we uh, we had agreed to to you know keep some of the stupid foods away. We had really agreed to not vaccinate. I mean, you came back and said we're not doing that again after the first round. Now that was your decision. You you made that choice. Well, he responded. His body responded negatively. Right, and then that's when that sort of opened up the window to let's take a look at what's going on here it's it's a sin that it had to be that way but that's what led us down that path uh, the the path we follow is is based on our experiences and, and that was a big one that it just it's unfortunate that pushed that, you into my world more suffering has to take place before we're but you made aware but honey of what's really going on honey you know that that prior to that you thought i was crazy you thought i was going off a deep end and when that happened with his vaccine... and Oh, I'm sorry. You spending hours on end staring into the sky going, look, look, and writing down on your little sketch pad every night for <laughs> hours, like Mel Gibson and conspiracy theory. We're going back about I, eight years there, okay. Christopher. <laughs> sorry. I thought that was a little nutso. Was but, a little... But it, well, it tur- didn't turn out too bad. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> he was two clicks away from putting locks on the fridge. I will tell you that will really, really freak you out. I just did some research for a parent who needed to find some information on eczema. And I, I told her that, I well, they have known that since the 60s, you know, that measles cures eczema. Well, I was 100% wrong. I actually went back to Google Books. And people that don't use Google really should use the book section because you can find a lot of amazing stuff and you can screenshot it. Well, it turns out they had known since before 1903 that measles cures eczema and they had known, they've known since about 1920 that measles lowers the risk of certain cancers and autoimmune diseases. They have known since the 1940s that mumps, you know, reduces the risk of ovarian cancer for women. And, you know, that leads me to ask the big question. They know this stuff. Yeah, Why so- are they still pushing the vaccines? They just recently proved that having chicken pot lowers your risk of a particular type of brain tumor that, that is almost always associated with brain cancer by 20 some odd percent. So are, yes, they're still pushing the chicken pox vaccine in the United States. The question would have to be asked is, is are they do they know this do they do they do they acknowledge this and they do this because they want to uh propagate more medications and more treatment or are they just are, do they just believe they're doing the right thing hence whatever the final outcome be regardless of whatever the final outcome uh, either way you want to pronounce it but that works 
I think it's a combination of both. I think there's people that are so wrapped up, you know, in science that they believe, you know, that they have forgotten what science really is and that science can change and it's not infallible. I believe, you know, it's become their religion. And then I think there's people on the other side that have, you know, a eugenics, you know, ideology where they want to depopulate part of the world. And, you know, people have to remember sick, unfit people are very easy to manipulate and control. I mean, when I go to any pharmacy, and anybody can do this, you go in any pharmacy, you will see people lined up, and not just the elderly, but young people lined up for two or more prescriptions. There's something horribly wrong there. And recently, I have been telling people that the anti-vax movement, it has to change. Because we are headed towards 100% out of 100% who are impacted, whether it be knowing somebody who's vaccine injured or being vaccine injured themselves. You know, we have to change from talking about choice to ending vaccines. And, you know, I get a lot of flack from people because, you know, here lately I have been calling out MVIC, you know, and for people that don't know what MVIC is, that's an organization led by Barbara Lowe Fisher, and, you know, it was started in the 80s. But my big problem with them is they helped create the 1986 law that basically says you can't sue a drug company for mm-hmm. vaccine injury. It led to the vaccine comp- uh, the compensation courts or the vaccine courts? Yes. The, the right. compensation And on their fund. own website... On their own website, they put this out as if it's something good that they helped they helped create. Well, it helped them be able to keep it quiet. The damage being done. Uh, that's why it's it's such a secretive. You know, ask anybody if they know about the vaccine compensation courts, if they know about the vaccine injury fund, if they know that the U.S. government puts millions and millions of dollars. Uh, as well as the the pharmaceutical industry into these 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 things to pay people for the damages done to their children or their family members. Yeah, and you know what bothers me, Barbara Lowe Fisher, who is the head of the National um, Vaccine Information Center, um, she gave a speech on SB two seven seven. And for those who don't know what SB two seven seven is, that's the law that took away. Everything but a medical exemption, which is hard to get in the state of California, it basically says there are no exemptions except for the hard-to-get medical exemption. All she did was give a speech on how this law was wrong. You know, this woman has the power to invoke all of the media. She didn't do it. She could have physically stood with the parents who were going to be impacted by this law. She could have stood with the future victims who were going to be injected with the vaccine. She did not do it. And for me, that's all I need to know about her. Yeah, that's pretty awful. It's just pretty, it, it, it sums it all up really quick. Ugh. You know, I, I hope it's okay that I say this on your radio show, but, you know, I'm hoping there's a lot of listeners. But the NVIC is not your friend. And I really want to see parents who are dealing with vaccine-injured children you know, come together and replace this organization because the anti-vaccine movement needs leadership. 
it needs parents who are going to stand against vaccines, but more than parents who are going to stand against vaccines. It needs men, women, children, every walks of life who are going to stand against the mass poisoning. This is not a parents only issue. It's not a mother's only issue. It's not even a child only issue because, you know, the elderly in nursing homes are being forcibly vaccinated. And, you know, I would pretty much give up everything, including, you know, my freedom for the rest of my life to end the vaccine lie. Listen, That's I'll, how I'll, much I believe in this. I'll say this, Christopher. Um, I, I support what you're saying exactly, 100%. Um, I, I don't think we need to support a movement. And this is a big thing I'm having right now. This is a big thing I've been having for a while is, is we need to do this as human beings, as people who care, but we can't. Unfortunately, we cannot mass it into a movement. Movements are doing nothing to get us forward. Movements are are allowing people to be even further indoctrinated, including the anti-vaccination movement. Because if you, with what you've experienced uh, within that movement, as as people attacking you, who are people that that are trying to get similar results, maybe not the exact same, but similar results but they're still attacking you because you're going against um maybe what their leaders or or the people that they're relying on are saying we need to learn as human beings to disassociate from a movement and move back to working as as uh, as human beings as, as people that that want the same results for the next human being standing next to them not not the result that's going to make this company money or make that company money we need to look at a result that's going to help us as people as as human beings how do you propose to do that how do we i don't know that's that's what he's saying decommercialize he, he, he wants it. people to step up that give a shit and well, I think that together. we have to do it on a local level. I think we have to do it on a local level. And I think, you know, he is right when he says that we have to do this as human beings, you know. And, you know, I write for the LibertyBeacon.com, um, you know, which is a great website, you know, and I'm very happy that they've got me part of their project. And, you know, I have seen, you know, and I've gotten emails from people that, you know, everybody is feeling dis- disenfranchised. And, you know, I think the people that are out there higher than us, the elite, want us to be disenfranchised. And I do think we have to come together and we have to treat each other. You know, first of all, we have to treat each other with, you know, dignity dignity. and respect. Yeah. Because that's lost in this world. And, you know, as much as I understand the importance of technology, I also think the elite out there have us misusing it and, you know, mis you know, we have forgotten that there's other people on the end of the computer screen. And, you know, that's intentional. That's 100% intentional because if you can dehumanize people, you can get away with almost anything. Very true. I mean, I can't argue that fact at all. I mean, you you draw the, you draw away from the human contact. You, you take away the ability to just have a conversation and, and, we, you look at the, the the social media conversations in this world right now, and none of them make sense. We're not getting anywhere with those conversations. These conversations we're having are are what gets us forward. Amen to that. 
We have to continue to have them, man. Uh, all right, so spotting the truth, you're still working on getting that out. You've been working on it for a while. You've been hampered by you know, society in general. What else beyond that is Christopher working on? Where, where, can, where can people help you? Uh, obviously, we've got the, the uh, measles outbreak, measles, mumps, mumps. Mumps. Mumps outbreak going on up there right now. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody can get me in touch with a student who is willing to give a face-to-face interview. That would do a lot to help me. Also, for families that are vaccine injured, you know, pick up your phone, use the camera, and, you know, don't just talk about your family's vaccine injury. Show your family's vaccine injury and send that to me at forcedanarchy at gmail.com. And that sounds hard to do. send it to me. That that sounds really hard to do for people to say, you know, I'm going to take this video of my child being damaged, but you need to understand, and I'm not putting that down. I I want people to do that. But you need to understand if you're hesitant on doing that, if you have a vaccine uh, injured or damaged child, and and you really believe that that it started there because you're the only one that could know if it started there or not, you need to share that with the world because they don't want you to share that with the world. Just like they don't want you to pay attention to anything else going on right now, they don't want you to share that. That is truth. That is 100% the truth. So get that out there. If you have that, get it to Christopher. Christopher, how would people get information like that to you? What What's the best way to, to contact you, uh, uh, share information with you? Well, I can be reached on Facebook. Just look for natural immunity. I am, you know, the, the person that's got the spots all over their face, you know, or they can get in touch with me, you know, natural immunity on Twitter. But, you know, probably my personal email would be the best way. And that's forcedanarchy at gmail.com. Forcedanarchy at gmail.com. Yes. Go ahead. Continue. I was going to say my email address, you know, is kind of, you know, the position I feel like I've been put into. You know, I'm not a person who normally rails against things. But, you know, when you look at the world and you look at what's going on, you've got to get involved and you've got to stand against it. Do you have uh, now to get off vaccines real fast? Because, you know, a lot of things are going on in the world. And like I said, I really feel that the events of the past two weeks or so have brought a lot of people to pay attention to a lot more of what's going on. Do you have any thoughts on on, on just those basic things? Well, yeah, I think, you know, that much of what's going on in the world right now is a false flag. I don't think that anything you're seeing from government on down is what it seems. I mean, I think history records the truth long after we're gone. I think it's going to be way more shocking than anything we thought could possibly happen. I mean, because, you know, we are we are basically primed right now to be taken over by the elite because, you know, very few people, you know, it's like we live in a society where people relish the idea of being ignorant. It's been programmed into them to stay stupid. And, you know, when people don't want to look at past history, they don't want to look at what's going on in the world. They don't even care what's in their food or what's being injected into, you know, their family. Well, that tells you what you need to know about society. That sets society up to be primed to fall. Yeah, and that's that's a sad way to think of it, man. But it, it's it's the truthful way. I mean, it, 
my wife will tell you I, I, I ramble crap like that daily and it, it's frustrating and I mean I do this because I want to try to fix it any way I can and that's what you're doing with with what you're reaching out is trying to fix it in any way that you can uh, honey any last words for Christopher I just I enjoyed talking to you and and hearing your point of view and wish you all the best and getting the information that you need and I truly hope that if we managed to reach someone today that was vaccine injured or has a child that was vaccine injured or a family member that was vaccine injured, that you would share that story with Chris, because I think what you're doing uh, is a big deal. And it's it is a rough road you have ahead of you. And I'm, I'm I get that you're embracing it, but hopefully it gets better for you and a little easier and and you get what you need. So wish you all the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. I truly do. I am headed in the right direction. I can feel it. Um, one thing that I do want to say before I am off of here is that people really need to get involved locally. And when I say get involved locally, I don't mean just talking to the new parents. I don't just mean you know, getting together and having lunch and talking about the dangers of vaccines. I'm talking about truly organized, you know, let's start getting to people before they are having children. Let's start warning them and educating them. Let's, you know, change the rules because, you know, the government can continue to make vaccines all they want, but that does not mean families have to take them. I wouldn't. I would not. Dis, I would not disagree with that statement at all, make Christopher. Little brochure pamphlets and put in little, tuck them in all the doctors' offices <laughs> yeah, secretly. Exactly. <laughs> you, you just do do guerrilla guerrilla marketing, guerrilla <laughs> freaking protesting. Oh, I, I support that one hundred percent. I do that every year with the flu shot. I go around to the um, vaccination clinics and I steal all their little papers that they have laying out there, and I replace it with something that I've printed off. Good job. See, that's what we're talking about. LibertyBeacon.com, Christopher Wyatt. You can find him on Facebook. Just search Christopher Wyatt. Be nice when you're there. Don't don't give the guy a hard time. For real? I mean, what why, the hell? people? Why? Uh, LibertyBeacon.com again. Christopher, I appreciate your time, and uh, as usual, just hit me up and let me know, my friend. Absolutely. You guys have a wonderful evening. You too, brother. Peace out, Christopher. Good guy. I like interviewing and talking with him. He's got a lot of stuff to share, and he's been through a lot. You know, I mean, it's hard to to to, to live through things like that. It's rough. I, I got to do like a three-minute total. I swear to God, three-minute break. We'll come back. Our final thoughts on the world and life and Happy horse shit like that. I'm going to make dinner. Yeah, I know. You're going to make dinner. Kind of we got smiles. stuff to do. I know. Well, hey, blame Fortoad. He didn't tell us we wasn't going to be here tonight. <laughs> damn it, Fortoad. Travel safe, and uh. we hope to see you soon. But God damn it. Give me a little heads up, all right? All right, listen to the first 52. I'll be back with you as soon as feasibly possible. i got to pee. I know. My God dang The rise of the chemicals, they 
gotcha. This tyranny is medical. Who shot ya? Military generals masqueraded your doctor. Pills become bullets, then they poison your water. A pharmaceutical army built to slaughter. Two men in masks come for your wife and your daughter. Whoa, now what? Here they come for the guns. And God and demons disguised as priests and nuns. Time to run. With no place to go except Honduras. With a man called Forto Jones. Stolen bones. Indeed, the skies with robot drones. Check the infrared radar for UFOs. Silver and gold. Behold the weather's control. By genetically modified hybrid clones. Built in bunkers with subjects under mind control. Injected and observed in the combat zone. Now come on. It's the chemtrail skies. It's the government lies. It's the poison in the water. Then the from New Haven, Connecticut. Don't all clap at one, t- one time. <laughs> yes, there are black people in New Haven, believe it or not. There had to be at least two because I'm here, okay? And the thing about it is that my grandmother has never, ever left New Haven. She's never left. She's 80 years old. So she has no frame of reference as to how big California is. So anytime something happens in California, she thinks it affects me. Baby, baby, I was watching the news and I saw that there was some houses on fire. Baby, you okay? I'm like, yeah, Grandma, I live like 500 miles away. That's Northern California. I'm good. I was just checking. I was just checking. <laughs> baby, I was watching the news and there was some mudslides. I saw the mudslides going and the houses were going down the street. You okay, baby? I'm like, Grandma, that's Malibu. I'm successful, but not that successful. I'm in Long Beach. I'm fine. But it's crazy because sometimes she'll watch television, she'll watch, like, the History Channel, and she'll forget that she's watching the History Channel, and she'll call me. Baby, I was watching the news, and I saw that the policemen were using hoses on black people, and it was... There was dog 
robes and it was a man. I thought Martin Luther King is dead. He alive. I saw him. That was 1963, Mimi. I'm okay. But then I thought about it. I was like, damn, you know, they should bring back those days of hosing black people. Really? Because I'm a big black man. Just hose me. Don't shoot me. Just hose me. Because then you've accomplished three things. You've subdued me. I've got my gallon of water because I need a gallon of water. And I'm clean before I get to jail. So, hose me down. All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52. We're going to wrap it up real quick here, but hey, you know what? I needed to go to the bathroom real bad, so that's what I did. I'm on someone to help me. Honey, you still over there? I'm on yeah, I'm just I'm perplexed by that last clip. I don't even understand what that was for. It was a black man. For what? Do you have to understand anything I ever do? I mean, really, do you ever get what I do, honey? I'm on I mean, how often do you go, what are you doing? That's just how we live life. Anyway, guys, you better listen to the first 52 tonight. You know, I hope you got something from it. Christopher, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, after us here on the Disruption Networks on the D, you can get some ease. Beats and biz. Ah. Are you sure that's right? I, I know that's right, actually. You've said this before and you've been wrong. Yeah, I know. Well, hopefully that was right this time. So check that out. <laughs> check out everything they got going on there. They do a lot of what they do over here on Raz. Uh, Salty Talk. Salty's on vacation. We're on break trying to take care of uh, all the shit at his house. He'll be back on the 18th. I hope. I'm praying. I miss Salty. Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, you can get EC Radio, which is also on the D, right here on the Raz. Of course, all our normal staple shows. You got Katie on Saturday and Amber on Friday, along with well, actually, Amber's on break, I think. Whatever she's doing, crazy Amber. Business to take care of. She's got some stuff to do. Uh, What do we got? We got Lawrence and his boys there. Wayne, I don't know what Wayne's doing with the chocolate drop. I miss you, Wayne. Wayne. We miss you, Wayne. I hope you come back. Bring it back. We got new shows coming soon, too. I'm working on some stuff in the background. Just keep tuned into the first 52. Keep tuned into Raz Radio, The D, Salty Talk, Radio Confluence. Oh, yeah, it's a Radio Confluence. We got uh, some, some Gorilla coming up. Listen, Shay Fat coming up. You have too many friends. I know, I got way too many friends. We're on way too many stations. We got too much fun going on. Anyway, guys, just pay attention to what's going on this week. Don't believe everything the news tells you, because more than likely, those bastards are lying to you. I promise you. Son of a bitch! Have a great night, guys. Remember... You're nothing more than just another human being riding on this crazy ride that we're riding on. Honey, any last words? 
You done with your profound statements? Yes, my profound statements are about wrapped up. You guys have a great night. Stick around for whatever station you're on. Ugh. I'm sure something fun will be on. Love you guys. Good night. Peace. Investigate the consequence of a bittersweet Lost a sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through this world always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace when i'm trying to be real they tend to be fake when i'm risking it all with no time to waste fuck this bad race i'm leaving this place it's time to blast off destination's face With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided through the beautiful The silent with the light show From a passing UFO of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone With odds stacked against I've been drowning in stress they said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left. An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back. Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death. This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life. Now it's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's been sent. So now we just wait and hope for the best. With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful asylum And the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the
the whole world explode Moving free and guided through the beautiful The silent with the light show From a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go Love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bomb diggity. Oh, oh, oh. 